0: Welcome back to the Todd Duncan Podcast, a member of the industry syndicate. This is where success happens. Todd's goal is to transform your business and life through deeper connections, higher trust, and proven strategies to help you win and give you your best life ever. Here's your host, Todd Duncan.
1: So our next segment, we're going to be talking about social media. We're going to be talking about how to brand yourself through social media. And I am so excited, Todd, about the session. I have always wanted to have outside industry uh, social media experts in, in, in the industry. And today we, we've <laughs> we <did> got <laughs> some really fun stuff. So I'm really excited. This is going to be great. So, Todd, why do you think it's important? Why do you Social media is so important, but why is that connection, that relationship, all of that, why is that important?
2: Well, I mean, humanity is based on connection, and and we have this awesome opportunity to influence and make an impact in people's lives with social media through our connection and building relationship. And one thing we know about social media and this idea of connection is it is humanity at its best powered by technology. Mm -hmm. And I think what we're going to find out over the, the next 40 minutes or so is how um how technology can take your desire to connect and just create these explosive results so that's why you're going to build a tribe you're going to build followership you're going to make an impact and uh we're ready let's do it we are ready Did a good job so i
1: want to say thank you for to katie she katie land she did an amazing job on her this last segment i learned so much every time i hear katie talk i always have copious notes to just like okay i gotta do that that is so good so thank you miss katie for that and um, it's so important. So, she's going to be co-hosting with us in this panel, so we're excited about that. Um, and um, so, let's, you want to introduce let's, her? I'll go. Uh, yeah. yeah, let's do stable. it. Um, so, go ahead. Well, no, no.
2: You, I mean, you brought Katie. Okay, You okay. brought Katie to the party.
1: Well, Katie, we're, so thank you for <laughs> be, being part of this. We're really, really excited. So our next, our other two panelists, can I talk about you them now? You can go. Yes. Yeah, this, okay. is, this is great. So <laughs> we have, um, so what does plumbing and mortgages have to do, and, and real estate have to do with each other, right? It's all about branding. And so we're going to be introducing Roger Wakefield. Roger um, has um over he he can give us our numbers, but it's over two million views,
2: hundred thousand hours of yes. watch content, seventy two thousand subscribers. It went up twenty thousand I mean, over the previous weekend. I know it's, crazy. it's
1: so crazy, and so is he, he's gonna it's gonna be so much fun. And then we have Lila Smith, and yeah. so Lila is a um, social media influencer, and uh, her specialty is going to be LinkedIn. And so uh, we're going to be talking about that and just the social media part. And so let's do it. Let's do it. So Katie, Roger and Lila, we are so excited about having you. And thank you for being
3: here.
2: Yeah, it's a joy. It's a joy. So Lila, we're going to start with you. And uh, in three to four minutes, tell us the Lila Smith story.
3: Oh, I don't need that long to tell the Lila Smith story. (laughs) I was born like this, you know, so what was I going to do? I became a professional actress. That's what you do in New York City when you have this kind of personality and you love stories. And cut to today, I help people tell their stories in real life using some of those tools that I learned back when I was in theater. And I got my start in my business because I started to expose a lot of the things that I knew from theater to the audience on LinkedIn, which was traditionally a very professional, buttoned up, post your resume platform, but it's something completely different now and I've been lucky enough to be a part of that.
2: That's exciting. So what, what did you do to shift your thinking and your business uh, as you kind of got things going here? What 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 does that that look like when you made that conscientious decision to kind of shift?
3: So I stopped acting because the business is awful and it didn't feel like me. It didn't feel like having 5% of my time as a creative opportunity was enough. I'm a creator by nature and I needed To be able to call the shots in my own creative process and not be waiting for someone to give me a role so i knew that i had to get out of where i was i just didn't know where i was going but every actor needs a day job and mine was not waiting tables or bartending it was running an e-commerce department in new york city for a footwear company so i had a job and i didn't really need one but i needed some direction and i didn't even know really who i was or that i had anything interesting to offer so i just started looking around on linkedin and seeing what could i learn that was really my attitude what can i learn from the people here are there articles that i could read are there people i could connect to who might have some insight or who might be someone i could look up to and what i found was that just through engaging in comments on other people's posts because it really became a content platform in around 2016, 17, I showed up right at that place in LinkedIn's history, when more people started posting things. And just by engaging in comments on those posts, I developed this incredible community. They told me I was a really good communicator. I asked myself why. I broke down my process, realized it was almost the same as what I had been doing in theater and started giving it to them on purpose, being more intentional about teaching people how to communicate with intention.
2: Wow, I love it. I love Love it. I love it. I love it. That's good stuff. That is good stuff. So what's the one big thing in all of your experience? First of all, what did that lead to? What's today the status of your LinkedIn account? Let's talk about followers, engagement, all that kind of stuff. Give everybody that sense. And then what is the the one big thing that you would coach people to avoid in terms of their social uh, endeavors?
3: Let me go backwards from your question, I think, because I can't wait to answer this question. If you're talking about social media and social endeavors, the word is right there. So if you're in a social setting, do you whip out a catalog of your products and say, have a look at this? No, you're a normal person. So don't forget that when you're on social media, that you're still just, I mean, and Katie talks about this, you know, Katie, I also learn so much from you every time I get to hear you talk. So thank you for giving us all so much value Um, but she talks about showing up as yourself and bringing your personality to any screen you're on whether that's on your phone on instagram on facebook and certainly on linkedin it's social media for a reason so don't leave your social at home (laughs) don't pretend that you don't know things that are valuable but also don't pretend that you only know things that are valuable and that you don't also like cheese and drink wine. Uh, (laughs) Regarding my social media platform, Reach, I started in 2017 at around 500 or so connections, people that I had worked with in real life, that I knew from personal experience, and who knew me as a leader in e-commerce or as an actress and producer. And so those were my little, my 500 people um, and, then I started meeting people on the platform from all over the world and then I started working with them as they found me and my content that I was sharing not just in my comments but posts that I would put up sharing some stuff I knew about communication and sometimes some fun stuff about theater or just what I was thinking and feeling at the moment they got to know me and then they got to know my work and then they started sharing it with other people And now I have a network of over 40,000 followers on LinkedIn, and it's a pretty steady stream of customers, you know, if that's your thing.
2: That's awesome. That's awesome. So So Katie, uh, Lila gave you a lot of uh, kudos on there. What what say you about the Lila Smith story?
3: Well,
4: I love what she said about being intentional. You know, that's a lot of what I just talked about in in my message earlier is, uh, you know, stop the random acts of social media. And so often, whether it's LinkedIn or YouTube, like Roger's going to talk about, I mean, uh, you know, being intentional, being strategic. And like Lila said, do not not forgetting the social part of social media. You know, often LinkedIn becomes kind of a set it and forget it network where people set it up and they don't do a whole lot with it since. And I think Lila is such a great example of being intentional, putting in the time and effort and, and also not just posting, but I love what she said about commenting and really digging into that community and building that community. That's That's a huge thing that makes a big difference.
1: Absolutely.
2: Can I can I ask one more thing then too? Because I had this conversation with Lila, and I think I think a lot of people overestimate the time required to be effectively engaged socially, right? And Lila, when I asked her how much time do you spend on LinkedIn, she gave me an answer that I think would surprise this audience that's watching Mastery in terms of the effect her socials had. What what? It, I mean, Lyle, you tell. How much time a day do you spend on social?
3: I mean, I can check my screen time on my phone right now to say like how many minutes per day if I have posted something. At this point, because I have such a wide reach and because there are so many comments on the things that I post, I'll commit to being on there for nine hours, (laughs) but I'm not recommending that everybody do that. I spend five, 10 minutes a day Scrolling the app and commenting on other people's things no matter what I have to say that day or even if I have nothing to say I always have something to listen for and I show up to find out what that is
2: takeaway takeaway big takeaway I always yes. find something I know
3: I
1: know to
2: listen for yes wow wow
1: absolutely you know one of the things um, I know that Katie's talk talks about is you know if when you're going into LinkedIn or social media, doing the birthdays, and you know people are just whatever is personal for the people. You know, I every every Sunday afternoon I have on my calendar it goes up at two o'clock, and I send Happy Birthday to everyone that is going to have the birthday the following week. And I do that through you know, in, in, in my case I do it through Facebook Messenger, and I do that number one I'm always the first one right and number two so people always respond but i think things like that that personal touch is so important because people like to know about you right and so um, I think, Katie. I know you talk about this a lot, and Lala. I know you've posted on this about being yourself and being personable, and people like to know, you know, that you have three cats and two dogs, and that. Especially kind of thing. when they walk
2: across your screen. On. Oh, uh, I, know. Yeah.
1: I you know. My cat always <laughs> walks across my screen, but I love Katie's cat. Katie's cat is a little weird. Like I have a cat that's weird like that, and she, you know, so. It's so much fun because I know now that Katie's cat, you know, <laughs> and so I think that's important too. Uh, I, I know both you, and K- if Katie or Lila, if you guys want to jump in into all that on what why it's so important to be to be human, personal, personable.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, sure, I, I'm happy to talk about that, especially on LinkedIn where it represents business network. That's what people are there for. If you're looking to get business. Go to a business networking platform and while you're there remember who you really get your business from right like who is the least likely to say no and not give you your business probably if she likes you your mama you know will give you her business (laughs) she's the closest she has the hardest time saying at least my mother you know who's actually coming to my workshops every month um and paying for tickets (laughs) thank you mom but my The the people who are right outside of my mom are the next likely. My best friends are the most likely to refer me business, not even because they have worked with me directly, because many haven't, but they know how much I care about it and they refer me to other people. Referrals are still the top way to get business in any industry, but especially in real estate and mortgages where there are so many options. So who are you going to choose? You choose the person you know, of, or at least the person you know of, and Definitely. especially those that you think you might like. Yep. We give money to the people that we like before we give money to people we don't like, and that's just kind of how it is.
1: So true. likeability factor is so likeability, important. attracts. Even yeah. even in LinkedIn, it's important.
2: Well, yeah. more important. More business, important, business because business is, yeah. business is
1: relationship. Yeah, absolutely. It's, uh, absolutely. And I think
2: the distinction between LinkedIn and and the other sites um, is one of that's what I'm doing. My intention is to add value, to connect, and to build networks within why I'm on this earth anyway, mm-hmm. and that's to mm-hmm. make you know an impact and difference. So that's that's huge. Um, I love. I love I that. Love this passion, I love it. Yeah.
1: All right, well, I want to talk about Roger real quick, because this is such a fun story. So, Roger, you are a plumber. So, like, what does plumbing and YouTube and social media have to do with each other? Because you have done an amazing job on all of a sudden branding, but I love your story about how you accidentally walked into the wrong, wrong uh, t- uh, seminar and t- take us there. But
2: he said, I got I to say this, Roger. Hang on. Two years ago, he said to us, Two years ago, I was just a plumber. Yes. And,
0: and now, yes. <laughs> take I us I <laughs> know. I know.
1: I love their story. Two so years tell ago. Tell
0: us about it. Well, and, and the thing is, I'm still a plumber. And, and it's really funny because, and look, I watch Katie, I've learned so much from Lila. And I thought about Katie because of when I speak at conferences, I still tell people, Look, I'm a plumber. And everybody starts laughing. And I'm like, look, I was unstopping toilets yesterday. I'll be unstopping them tomorrow. I really am a plumber. But my story is I walked into a social media conference because I got tired of getting ripped off by OPM marketing, other people's money. And there are so many marketing companies, that's all they want. And they will tell you whatever they have to do to get every dollar from you they can. And then when you tell them, well, look, it's not working good. I need my phone to ring a little bit more. You just need to spend more money. So I decided I'm going to learn social media. And I actually talked to marketing companies around me, but none of them knew. You could tell by talking to them, they did not know what they were talking about. Mm -hmm. So I talked to my wife and I ended up going to a conference out in California. And I showed up early and registered. And I got my ticket and I got my book. And the girl says, okay, I'm going to find... A plumber for you to hang out with because you're a plumber and she looks through the deal she says there's no plumbers here who else would you hang out with and i said you know any kind of residential service provider so she starts looking for electricians roofers she looks at me and she says there's nobody here like you and i smiled because i thought i have an opportunity and i'm walking down the hallway headed to a session and i passed this placard and it says get in front of your customers using video And the first thought through my mind is, okay, we could make plumbing videos just to show people plumbing. Never thought about me getting on the camera. Mm -hmm. And I walked in, I sat down on the front row and about the time the conference starts, the guy gets up and he starts talking. And one of the first things he says is YouTube is the second largest search engine in the world. And I literally thought this guy has no idea what he's talking about. YouTube is just where I store my videos and Thank God I didn't get up and walk out because I was on the front row. Mm -hmm. 45 minutes later, I realized I need to start making YouTube videos and I should have already started. So literally the, the smartest thing I did two days later when I walked out of this conference, I walked out with a plan to implement and implement immediately and Monday we started. And a month later, we put up our first YouTube video and we've put up at least three a week, every week since then and I think that makes the biggest difference in the world, mm-hmm. is stepping in and implementing and making a change.
2: Wow! So I think it's interesting, Roger, that you started on Monday from something you learned on Saturday. And I think that as mm-hmm. we look at sales mastery, we so look at this true. worldwide conference and mm-hmm. and people. Um, a lot of people just don't take action, Roger. You know, good ideas that nobody takes action around are not good ideas they're good ideas gone bad because nobody tried them out you started on monday and i got to imagine it kind of felt a little like being naked i mean you had never done this before and you had to you had to trust a workbook and you have your whole life as a plumber and now you're going to do videos and a lot of people are scared to death about video and i know lila said that you said it katie you talk about it what was it like in those first 30 days, 60 days? And, and where did you keep your inspiration <laughs> high? And, and, you know, tell us some of the, the bloody mistakes you made. <laughs> oh, my gosh.
0: I, I got to tell you, the, the neatest thing, and when you talk about implementing, and there are going to be people here that learn amazing things. that They're going to learn from Katie. They're going to learn from Lala. Hope, hopefully they pick up something from me. The thing that hit me the most is I knew that I had an opportunity because I was learning things other people weren't learning yet, Mm -hmm. but I knew that they were going to. Mm -hmm. So when I left that conference on a Friday, literally on the plane on the way home, I'm going through my notes. Saturday morning, I left the conference early because I had a radio show in Dallas Saturday morning. Saturday after the radio show, I came back to the office and I'm, I'm going through my notes. I'm going through my handwritten notes. I'm going through my iPad. I'm going through screens that I took pictures of. So I did that Saturday, Sunday morning, me and my wife go to church. I take her home, drop her off, come back to the office and I'm going through my notes again. So by the time my, wa- my wife and my stepson walked into the office Monday morning, we got the plumbers out and I brought them in the office. I said, we're changing the way we do everything and we're starting right now. We started doing content research. We started figuring out how to shoot videos, how to post it on YouTube, how to really brand our channel that we had already started just to store videos on, but nobody was watching. And I think that the biggest thing is, and you know, I go back to Lila, hashtag 10 tips, 10 days. I had somebody reach out to me and say, look, You should try this to get started on LinkedIn. Had someone else not told me about it, I would have never seen that opportunity. And it was really neat because after three or four days, Lila and one of the other creators, Bobby, had reached out and said, oh my gosh, look, we've got a plumber in here and he is putting up good content. And that goes to something I'll talk about later. But if you're going to spend time making videos, and Lila really hit on it a while ago, you don't come in here to sell. You come in here to bring people value and you're networking. This is a social event. Mm -hmm. And luckily that first weekend at the marketing conference, I learned that. And to this day, when we make videos, we do not sell. We're building relationships with people. And that's what it's all about.
1: I love that. That's so much it's fun. So
2: powerful. I even reached out to Roger this weekend because mm-hmm. I had a pilot light problem. No and I'm way. thinking, I got to check in, check in with Roger <laughs> and figure out. I mean, he's got to have a video oh, on how to, how to fix a igniter and a pilot. That is too light.
1: funny. So, Roger, what would be your three or four pieces of advice of, okay, I want to do this, I want to do YouTube? What would be your three or four pieces of advice to say, Here's how to start. I mean, regardless of the industry, because you you have proven it doesn't matter it doesn't what industry.
0: Matter. One of my greatest stories that I talk about about LinkedIn is about a real estate agent I've never met. But I can tell you her name. I can tell you who she works for. And I can tell you the top content that she puts out because she always gets my attention. That's what this is about. If you can get somebody's attention, like I said, I don't know her, but I promise you that is the first real estate person I think of, and I've got real estate agents I work with every day. But if somebody just said, name a real estate agent, that would be the first one out of my mouth. So my first piece of value would be always think about your content. You want to always bring people value. And if, if Lila's going to sit and watch one of my videos or Katie or either one of y'all, if you're going to give me 15 minutes of your life, I want to make sure I give you value for it. Because if I do, you're gonna come back again. Whether I've got that video on LinkedIn, on YouTube, on Facebook, wherever it is, you're gonna come back again because you learned something, you got value. And it was really for free. So to me, that is the very first thing. Number two, brand yourself as the expert. Learn everything you can about what you do. If you will get up every morning for 30 minutes to an hour and study your craft, your trade, your profession, You can put yourself in the very top of your industry in the world in a short time. Become that expert that can speak all about what you can do. And the third thing is, look, just get started. You don't have to be perfect. You've got a phone. You can afford a $20 microphone. You can get a cheap light to get started. But always remember, you're not there to sell. You're there to bring value. You're there to connect with people. And when you do that, people from around the world will reach out to listen to what you have to say. And when you've got that much attention, you can change anybody's life. Mm -hmm.
2: Roger, there was a part of the story, and I think it involves uh, something you got from Lila too, but I think you did some search on like in, in Dallas, how many real estate agents were around. And I think I think anybody watching this and being at mastery this year has to understand that by providing value and by just starting and you start to realize, I mean, who are the people that need what you guys do? And to your point, you're not selling, but you're adding value. And so there's a natural attraction to you and your team. Talk about that story, because I wrote down some crazy number about how many real estate agents you found.
0: Mm -hmm. Here's what was really neat is when I learned how to do LinkedIn, And look, I've been to some of the biggest conferences in the world and had LinkedIn people talk to me. And when I've told them the things that I've learned and how I use it. I mean, one of these girls literally is a LinkedIn consultant and her jaw dropped open. But what I've learned and I've learned this from talking to Lila and, and one or two other people. But Lila is a rock star. She's got this. But the thing that I learned most is I can use LinkedIn as a plumber. I don't want to reach out to one person at a time. That's networking, but that's fine because I network too to build those relationships. But on LinkedIn, I can reach out to people that can introduce me to their people. So if I am a plumber and I reach out to real estate agents and the last time that I sat down and did this, I was picking a certain company. There were 180,000 real estate agents. And then I can take that company. I can take the real estate title, Then I can even narrow it down to Dallas because that's where I'm plumbing at and build relations with those people. Reach out, tell them, look, I'm a plumber. I share some great information that can help you help your customers better. I am not selling, I'm giving them value. And then when I make content, I make content for my real estate agents that want to bring value to their customers. Now I become their trusted advisor. Who else would they want to introduce people to.
2: And the absolute obvious on this is if you've got a hundred agents and they have a hundred clients and it's just connection, connection, connection through value, not selling anything. Mm-hmm. And I believe, and Katie, I'd be interested in your response on this and Lila, you you coached Roger on this. I think a lot of people miss the, 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 the scope mm-hmm. of value that you can actually bring to other ecosystems, it seems to be the least expensive marketing, quote unquote, that there ever would be. Right, bringing value to segments that are there and need you, right?
4: Absolutely. You know, I think it makes a huge difference, and I love what Roger talked about. You know, this idea of, of you know, creating content that that is not uh, you know selling yourself. And Laila said the same thing. Uh, I really believe that when you come from a place of uh, abundance versus scarcity. Uh, it's really, really amazing what can happen, and it's the difference between untracking business versus chasing leads. And when I look at Lila's business and Roger, I mean that's exactly what they're doing. They're putting out so much value for free that people wonder, "Gosh, if they're if they're sharing and and I'm learning so much, you know, quote unquote for free, what's it going to be like to work with them, right? And what does that well, what does that experience look like?" And and I think having that long-term approach is is so important. I have to say, so many people give up give up too soon. They, they do videos for a few months, they hop on LinkedIn for a few months and maybe they don't see that response right away. They don't get that, you know, they don't get the leads right away and they're like, ah, forget about it. They don't realize that they would have just stuck with it, you know, and I think everyone watching this for mastery, I think would, I would imagine really understand that the value of that long-term thinking is so important.
2: Well, and the value of consistency. We've heard this just for oh, years over. and years and years mm-hmm. and years uh, and, you know, I think that, that idea of 95% of the people go 95% of the way and Mm -hmm. get 5% Mm -hmm. of what's available, and you've got this small group that's 5%, Mm -hmm. they decide to go all the way, Mm -hmm. and they get 95% of what's available. Lila, what say you about consistency?
3: I think that's the most important thing to think about if you're considering beginning to create content. A lot of people will give you best practices of post Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and the algorithm will show a lot more people your post if you post it at 8 a.m. and distribute it to It's just a lot of overwhelming information for people who haven't even started posting on social media before, which is why I think it's so great that you guys got Katie Lance here who really makes it feel as accessible as it is. I think Katie's a genius at making people feel like this is possible. And if I just wanna nail in one of the points that she made, you know, earlier, that if you show up consistently people will start to over time expect you like oh i know i'll run into katie lance eventually uh so if you show up once a week with a post great i probably post once a month it's different than other content creators who maybe post daily and have the same kind of reach of network but it's something i can be consistent with i have work to do (laughs) you know i have like a life i can't just be on social media all day every day and neither can any of you and i know that for a fact as many of you have children and interests and health problems and uh, my goodness you're building business out in the world so what whatever it is that you do find something that you can be consistent with i'm consistent with commenting i'll comment for five ten minutes every day every single day i went a thousand days straight with comments and a few of those days, I also posted something, but people know me for being consistent and they know me for the value that I bring. One of the things that I wanted to kind of circle back to was how we all have experiences too, that we take our own value for granted, but we are not our customer. If Roger were to go to YouTube, is he looking for a video on how to check your water heater? No, that's not of value to Roger. But it was definitely a value to me because what I learned when I watched Roger's video of how to check your water heater. Here's what I learned. He knows what he's doing and I'm never doing that. (laughs) I'm not going to check my own water heater. I'm not going to do my own plumbing. He's an expert. There's a lot that's involved. Thank you for telling me how to do it. It's never going to happen. And I've hired Roger as a plumber and I've referred Roger as a plumber and I've referred over a half a million dollars in business to people in my network over the last two years because I know that they know what they're talking about and I know I'm not going to be the one to do it. So remember that your value is in giving to people what they need, not necessarily what you need. That's a great point.
2: I, oh, Katie, i got to ask one more thing because you know, we, we're all about more from less. I mean, the whole ecosystem that we feel is so important is there's a tendency to just do more, more, more. Um, and, and we know in the content world that more content is not necessarily more valuable mm-hmm. and less content that isn't good is not necessarily more valuable. So you got Roger, who's doing videos every single week, and they're valuable. And you have Lila, who might do one or two or three kinds of those things a month. I think a lot of people feel pressure mm-hmm. about creating content. I know, Roger, you talked about having a content consultant that helped you. Katie, just the overview again. What is the best practice for content and doing the right thing? We don't need just to produce stuff. We right. need to connect through whatever it is that we do produce. Mm-hmm. So talk to me about right. that and then Roger, you and, and Lila can comment and then why don't you take us home.
4: Okay. So I, I agree with you, Toddy. Now, there's
2: there's not a shortage
4: of content out there, there is a lot of noise. I don't have to tell any of you that, you just open up Facebook and there's a lot of noise out there, whether it's Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn. and so. I think from a content perspective, one of the things I, I always recommend for people is to start with uh, start with the questions you get asked all the time. You know, it, once you've been in an, in an industry, whether it's real estate, mortgage, there are questions that come up time and time again. those those questions where you think to yourself, if I get asked that one more time, that's a great piece of content. Wow. And so that's I know where where I, I always start when I think of content. We usually sit down once a year, and for me, I really like to plan out an editorial calendar. I really kind of like to think of what we do as is, is kind of like a media company in some ways. And so we'll sit down and we'll start to brainstorm. You know, what are those questions we get asked all the time? I'll look through my email. What are emails that I'm sending time and time again? I might ask on social media. Hey, what questions do you have about, about social media? And we start to kind of cultivate these topics. There's a lot of research you can do through through YouTube, looking at keywords and what are people searching for, of course. But I think that's a great place to start, is thinking about what are questions you get asked all the time. Look at your life as content. You know, as you're out and about, you might get inspired by something you see, an experience you have with like with a client, maybe even a movie you watch or something you see on TV. That's a that could possibly be something that inspires you for a piece of content. And then, as you said, you know, it's not necessarily just more content for the sake of content. I think once you go down this road of content creation, the beautiful thing about content creation is you own your content. You know, when you create video content or podcast content or blog content you own that. And so regardless if those platforms happen to to disappear, uh, you know, because quite frankly, social media is rented ground. We don't own social media. But when we can really start to think about what's that content that we own that no matter what will go with us, wherever we go, there's a lot of power in that. And then we can really start to take that to the next level, which I love to talk about repurposing and repackaging and You know, taking one video and and transcribing that and turning that into a blog post and putting it on YouTube, but also maybe a version on Facebook and maybe we convert that into a podcast and perhaps it gets turned into an Instagram story or a post for LinkedIn. And again, doesn't mean you have to be everywhere, but when you start to think smarter, not just harder in terms of content, it can make a big difference.
1: That's so true. That's is, that's is good. So, Roger, one last thing you want to leave for us. What, give Give us one last piece of uh, advice from, from Roger. Wisdom
0: from a plumber. Wisdom
1: from a plumber <laughs> that I just, you have done so amazing.
0: <clears throat> uh, well, thank you. I, and, and my piece of wisdom, and it's a lot about what Katie talks about. I, I was teaching a class the other night, and I've got not just tradespeople and real estate agents, but I have marketing people in it and everybody wants to know about content. And and Katie's right, you can take good content and learn to repurpose it. Now we are working on things like other YouTube channels and a podcast and a magazine because every one of my customers is not on YouTube. Every one of my customers is not on LinkedIn. So if I can create content or like she says, repurpose the right content, if it's designed and created properly, I can use this same content in multiple areas and reach customers that may not be finding me. And when I say customers, I don't just mean the person who buys my plumbing services, I mean the person that absorbs my content that I create. Mm -hmm. I'm not trying to sell to them. I'm trying to put out good value. And if they watch, if they learn, I get that attention nationwide And that always comes back to my company, my website, my domain authority, my LinkedIn channel, my YouTube channel, wherever it is. It all kind of feeds each other because somebody may share that content to someone else and it points them to somewhere else that I'm at. Any purpose or any content that you can repurpose and do better things with or different things with is always gonna come back to help you and possibly help you reach new listeners. Love
1: Love that, love that. Well, Lila, any, any, uh, any last words for us?
3: So, yeah, I love, um, I love that the question is coming from Linda, who represents the mortgage industry. There is this guy, a mortgage guy, that I found on LinkedIn. His name is William Dawes, D-A-W-E-S, and he's been sharing a content series on video called 52 Weeks of Why. It's hashtag 52 Weeks of Why. And I think if you're nervous, about selling, or you're nervous about putting yourself out there, remembering why you're even in this industry to begin with is a really good incentive to get you to just get over yourself and do it. Because you're not just in any industry. You're not, most of you, selling paper, and paper has its purpose, but it's not a home. You're selling a dream for somebody to live in a home, create generational wealth, build things that entire communities will benefit from. And you're building this one brick at a time, one connection at a time. Those people that are out there are people like me. We wanna hear from you. We want to be able to tap into whatever is possible for us. And in many ways, you have a unique way to help us see that. You have a unique way to help us to dream bigger about what's possible for ourselves and for our families. So please share your content. Please share your unique perspective. Please share what you know. And share why you cared to know it to begin with. Yay.
1: I love that. I will right. tell William, you gave him a shout out. He's one of my favorite <laughs> that people. All, I so like William I love that. Yes. Yeah. He's such yeah. a great guy. So Todd, you and Lila are going to be doing a breakout later. Lila's
2: going to do a breakout on LinkedIn strategy. She's yes. going to talk about um, hashtags. hashtags. Mm-hmm. She's going to talk about invitations to gather people in networks and, and really how to use it to brand yourself. Mm-hmm. And so we look forward to that, uh, to that breakout with Lila. That's going to be and, fun. And uh, guys, I just want to thank you. What a power yes. group. I mean, you so guys, good. You can, A, you can feel your heart. B, you're not manipulating anything. You're speaking the truth and doing business in the most human way possible. I really admire all three of you. Yes. And um, we are blessed by yes. your success. And so thank you for helping us participate and making this session so good. Katie, thank you for your keynote and for leading uh, the, these guys. Um, it's just, it's it's amazing. So cheers and thanks. I appreciate, I appreciate that appreciate very much. you guys. Thank
1: yep. you.